0: We present the Frankie Howard Show (laughs) with June Whitfield and Ray (laughs) Fell. And here he is, Frankie Howard.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's it. The ice sit for it is over. As a Spanish onion seller said to his customer, that's Charlotte.
2: <laughs> don't care. I don't care,
1: you may jeer. You may mock mocky, may you mock? You're all going home titterless. <laughs> titterless. You're asking What's,
2: you're saying, what has happened?
1: What has happened to him?
2: To our Francis, what has happened to him? (laughs) I'll
1: tell you what's happened to him. I'm on strike. (laughs) And Francis has downed whimsicals. I'm I'm not not, going to do it. Sit there all night. I'm not telling any jokes, sorry. No jokes at all. No, I won't.
2: Ah. Who's that (laughs) hooray?
1: Scratch your face, you. (laughs) When you get three tickets, shouting Ray. It's nice, isn't it? I'm even getting paid off at a charity show. No, I'm I'm sorry, I won't. I'm not telling you any jokes at all tonight, I won't. I'm not even going to tell you the one about the two rabbits who got married and went on their bunny moon. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) Um, Nor am I going to tell you the one about the two porcupines that got married and had to make love very carefully. I'm not going to tell you... Even if it is old, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not even going to tell you the one about the air hostess, who every time the plane touched down, did a landing strip. I'm not going to tell (laughs) you... If you think I'm going to tell you the one about the man who had amnesia, you can forget it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> forget it, boom. boom.
1: <laughs> amnesia. Sorry, I haven't got time to explain the jokes. I'm not going to tell. I'm sorry. No, listen, ladies and gentlemen. I want to apologise for any inconvenience caused by my stoppage. You say no. <laughs> you see, you see things I don't mean. At but you say no. Nor do the writers, may I say, see it either. But, you see, i am got to go on strike. I'm going on strike for more pay. Because I'm short of the reddits. The reddits. It's this inflation here. Eh? Inflation. Every time I make ends meet, the government comes along and, re- and removes the ends. <laughs> I blame inflation. I saw a notice in the, in the BBC canteen, there's notice. It said, eat like a horse for one pound. <laughs> That's ridiculous getting down on all fours. I mean... <laughs> Eating hay from a trough for a quid? (laughs) (laughs) It's only worth 75 pence. I'm not going to do it. No pay. I think my request's quite reasonable. I said to the BBC, I said, now, look, mate. I said, Eve, my maid, my maid, gets £2 an hour. They said, all right, now, your show lasts half an hour. You could have £1. So, I said, no, I want a productivity deal. Well, I'm not the only one. Everyone's at it. Taxi drivers demanding to be paid by the accident. (laughs) astronauts flying to the moon wanting to be paid by the mile it's not right (laughs) I got a million of them (laughs) don't worry you won't get them don't worry so that's it ladies and gentlemen tonight no jokes no whimsies there is no show tonight oh excuse me hello Howard here it's the producer David Hatch all right I'll accept the charge (laughs) I'm not going to crawl I'm not going to crawl don't worry Hello, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, nice, sir. Yeah, oh, that's better. Oh, in that case, I agree. On with the show. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you have just witnessed a historic moment. The BBC have agreed to double my fee instead of £5 pounds a week. they me £5 pounds a fortnight. <laughs> No, oh, God, I've done it now. I've agreed, I've agreed. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, on with the show. There's no need to leave. I said, there's no need to leave. (laughs) Sit down, sit down. (laughs) All right, now, ladies and gentlemen, this week's show, ladies and gentlemen, tells of the time when I was foreman of a jury, foreman, jury, at the local assizes.
2: I was amazed.
1: The judge was a woman, a woman judge. Mrs. Justice Whitfield.
0: Would you like to open your case?
1: It's a good idea. Open your case. It could be easy to get your notes out, mate. Come on, I'm not on strike now. You can laugh now.
0: Foreman of the jury, now that you have drawn attention to yourself, may I ask you why you're wearing a wig and a robe? Of
1: course. Ask me why I'm wearing a wig and a robe,
0: of course. Why are you wearing a wig and a robe? Because
1: I've got nothing on
2: underneath. (laughs)
1: Dear,
0: it's going to be one of those days. And Mr. Dilks, proceed with the prosecution.
3: This is the case, my lud, Not only of the theft of several valuable paintings, but also of a huge fraudulent international conspiracy. <laughs>
2: Good
3: actor. Good actor.
2: <laughs> Do yeah. it again.
3: Do long, Paul. <laughs> not just the last... This is the case, my lud. Not all of it. Just the last
2: bit. <laughs> But
3: also of a huge fraudulent international conspiracy. Oh, very good, that's jolly good. It's a good, t- good little turn, very good. <laughs> now, don't you agree, fellow jurors, I like him.
1: The
0: foreman of the jury, if no. you have any remarks to make, please address them to the court.
1: I'm sorry, girl. I was just saying how good he was.
2: <laughs>
1: I think she'll have his own series, don't you? She'll have his own series. Oh, I said, you really think so? Yeah. I'm free in April. No. See, it's gone to his wig already.
0: Do not be disrespectful to this court. I'm not. He's not bad.
1: He should get his own series. He's very good. He should be called Brief's Encounter. <laughs> Brief's. Barrett Oh, God. Oh.
0: Carry on prosecution. No,
1: I don't like that title.
3: No, no. No, there's been too many carry-on films. I don't like that one.
1: Carry on prosecution, no.
3: I shall prove to the court how the victims included the highest in the land, the accused robbed royalty... Court Counts and Duped Dukes. Very good, you know. When I have unfolded this tale of systematic deception, I have no doubt that the jury will return a verdict of guilty. Not a chance, Mush. Not a chance. I'm telling you now. You won't win. You
1: won't When You never do. I beg your pardon. I've seen all the Perry Masons, all 357... And the prosecution never wins. If I were you, I'd pack it in. My lads, I must protest. The surprise witness will
3: cover you. What surprise witness? I'm not telling you, it's surprise.
2: It's surprise. <laughs> the
0: foreman of the jury, will you listen to me? Of course I will, girl. Of course, girl. Don't you know the correct way to address a judge?
1: Certainly. Tie a label round
3: her leg before you post
2: it.
0: <laughs> Proceed, Mr.
3: Dilks. I shall examine in detail the theft of 28 paintings so that the jury will be fully in the picture.
1: Oh, hello. Uh, Painting, the picture's very good. Stop using my writers, will you?
3: I hope the evidence will be clear, even to this jury.
1: Don't worry. Hand us a pencil and a paper, and we'll draw our own conclusions. <laughs> and second thought, you can use my writers. Go on.
2: I shall now
3: call my first witness. Call Arthur a fool. Call Arthur a fool. Objection! You are attacking the witness. He hasn't said anything yet. You want to call him a fool? No, no, I was not calling Arthur a fool. I was calling the next witness, Arthur a fool. Objection! You just
0: called the witness a fool again? No, what the learned counsel is saying is that the witness's name is that. Then you should call, call Arthur a that. Call (laughs) Arthur a... No! Oh, his what? name is not that! All right, then call Arthur A, not that! <laughs> oh, you
1: fool! You're confusing me. You said it. I thought it was Arthur A, fool. Now it'll make him A, a fool, not oh, you fool. I'm so confused. I don't know whether I'm coming or going.
0: You're going. Gag that wag. Oh, you
1: can't gag the wag.
0: Don't nag. I can gag the wag.
1: Bossy old Bailey bag. <laughs>
0: but I will gag this
1: old lag. Oh no, get this hanky off! Oh no, stop this hanky-panky!
2: Be upstanding in
1: court, second day. (laughs) Court is now in session, third
0: day. We have all listened very carefully uh, to this case for four days. I will now ask you to ungag that wag. Uh-huh. Thank you. Before the jury retire to consider their verdict, is there any advice you wish to seek?
1: Yes. One little point of law. Was he called oh, OU Fool or AA Fool? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh!
1: <laughs> I get the message. He's called Raspberry Fool. (laughs) That's all I wanted to know. (laughs) The jury retired. It's not easy, you know, serving on a jury. And almost as soon as we left the courtroom, we came upon our first problem. We didn't know where the jury room was.
2: Look at those three. You know, five. Oh, get up there.
1: Wrong room. That's the jury on the dirty books case. Let's try this one.
2: Oh, look at those three. You
3: know, it's five. Oh,
0: get up there.
3: Is that another dirty book trial? No, that's
1: the judge's chambers. No.
3: Let's try this door. Wrong room again. That was the sheepdog trials.
2: <laughs> this is
1: very confusing. I'll try this door. <laughs> ah, yes. This is the room. round at my fellow jurors and I wondered what they were really like. I bet they weren't as respectable as they looked, you know. I bet they weren't as respectable as they looked. People aren't, you know, they are not respectable as they looked. I, I tell you, know, I know. I'll tell you, you ask, I'll tell you. I once conducted, never mind it's too late to ask now. I once, <laughs> listen, you don't mind, I, 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 now listen, I once conducted a survey for a newspaper a newspaper into what turns people on. You know, turns you know turns people on. And I went to I went to every house in our street, and I said, "Hello, I'm Francis Howard, star of Stage Street, and uh, <laughs> an advertising hoarding." And I said, "I'm conducting a poll into what turns you on. I call it the Canter Poll. Wasn't as fast as a gallop. Now listen, I'd started with Mrs. Lovehampton." At no-
2: <laughs> Mrs.
1: Lovehampton, she can't help her name. At number 22. I said, what turned you on? Do what she said? You. You, you big beast. <laughs> well, it's understandable. It's understandable. <laughs> I said, I'd also like to ask her husband of, her husband, a few questions, you see. She said he was away. I said, when will he be back? She said, six months. I said, oh, well, I'll come in and wait. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to Mrs Lovett (laughs) and she did don't laugh, poor soul, poor soul Mrs Lovett at number 36 I said, what turned you on dear? she said, hairy legs (laughs) she did, bold as brass hairy legs so I was taking my trousers down and (laughs) Mr Lovett Mr Lovett came in I said, sir, I said, what turns you on? He said, hairy legs. So I pulled my trousers back up again. I'm <laughs> no fool. I'm no fool. He <laughs> yeah, number 42. You'd have died. 42? You would have died. The man at had... number 42. I said, what's your name? He said, Scratchit. <laughs> I said, I'm good if you tell me where it is. <laughs> I can be with when I'm roused. I said, tell me, Mr. Scratchit, what is your favourite part of the body? He didn't hesitate. He came straight out with it.
2: <laughs>
1: I've never seen a left kneecap like it. <laughs> not this whimsical? Oh, please yourselves. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, back in the jury room, we debated the guilt of the man in the dock. His future hung upon our verdict. Naturally, we went about the task very carefully. Right, shut your gobs and listen, <laughs> fellow jurors. The future of this man is in our hands. We must weigh the evidence very carefully, and don't hang around because it's racing at three thirty. Right, I'll go round the table, I'll ask for your comments. Bronkov. Gombulov, Loboska. I see. (laughs) Spongey say. Spongy say. See, see. Isn't it marvellous at the United Nations?
2: (laughs) Is there anyone
1: here in this jury who speaks English? I do there, wah. Well, it's near enough. (laughs) Oh, now, right. What do you think then,
3: Mush? What do you think? Well, I reckon he's guilty, wah. I mean, any fellow with a flash suit like that, he's bound to be a guilty as hell. That's nice, isn't it?
1: That is your example of British justice to the world, is it? They present all their arguments in great detail and all you can say after four days is he's guilty because he's wearing a flash suit.
3: Well, what do you think, then, smarty-pants? Oh,
1: he's guilty, obviously, he's guilty. But not because of a flash suit. Guilty because of his horn rimmed glasses.
3: <laughs> Right, come on, let's get on with it, all right? Let's all put our verdicts in the hat. Now, right. There's mine.
2: Ulyanska.
1: Thank you, thank you. I shall now read the verdict. got 11 guilty, two pints of milk and half a
3: pound of oats. Hey, come off us. Hey, what's the judge going to say if we sentence him to two and a half pints of milk and half a pound of oats? You make him do porridge.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm sorry about that. That was my... Oh, no, it's... Sorry, that was my shopping list.
2: Ah, presto, presto.
1: Pre-lonsky. Yes, well, we heard that before.
3: Well, it means roughly translated into English, like, uh, get your finger out. Now, what's your verdict? Guilty. Right, that's it, then. We all say he's guilty. Right.
1: We have brought to book a man who, like far too many people this in his day and age, are only out for themselves. Or was on the fiddle. Now, there's one other item, our expenses. Now, I'm claiming a hundred quid a day... <laughs> for saying I came from Iceland... Sick relatives, you see.
3: And I live in Perth, Western Australia.
2: I caught a bus from Shepherd's Bush.
1: <laughs> Bleeding foreign crook. I bet he walked. I bet he walked. <laughs> we made our way back to the courtroom. Oh, it!
2: Blast and hell.
1: That was was the commissioner for oaths. Let me Let's <laughs>
2: I'll
1: try this one. No, 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 no,
2: no, 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 no.
1: This is the place.
3: I can hear a murmur running round the court. <laughs> Silence in court.
0: Silence
1: for Justice Whitfield.
0: Members of the jury, have you reached a verdict yet?
1: Yes, my lady, my lord. <laughs> I, Francis Howard, being the returning officer, jury elected, foreman of this jury. Declare that the verdict for the dead jury is as follows. The accused is four pounds of sprouts. <laughs> for God's sake, try and get some sugar.
0: What did you say? I can't send a man to jail for ten years because you've forgotten to get some sugar. Oh, I'm supposed that was my
1: shopping list, my lad. I'm sorry, the shopping list. We find him guilty and Lester Piggott. Lester Piggott? Yes, we like to add a rider. <laughs>
0: Clark, call the next case.
3: Regina versus Francis Howard. What fraudulent claims with his expenses? This is an outrage! <laughs> oh, there's no justice, is there?
1: No justice. <laughs> I was remanded on bail, <laughs> and I went and I saw a lawyer. He said, "Oh, hello there.
2: <laughs> nice to see you."
1: It was obvious to me. I was talking to a man from the Queen's Bench.
2: <laughs> it was
1: equally obvious that I would do better speaking with his partner. So I said, I've been arrested. He said, what's the charge? I said, oh, no charge. They arrest you for nothing.
2: <laughs> so I
1: said to him, now look, legal mush. Before we go any further, there's one thing I'd like to ask you. Is there one law for the rich and one for the poor? He replied, it'll cost you £10 before I answer that question. He looked down his nose at me and said, I see... Do you want legal aid? I as awfully nice. I prefer lemonade. <laughs> well, I thought perhaps I could have something stronger with it when he got cold to the bar. <laughs> I then flew to the south of France for a cabaret engagement. I spent a week in Cannes. It was a bit cramped at first,
2: <laughs> but at
1: least they took the sardines out. <laughs> I arrived back at London Airport on a Tuesday, but my case didn't come up till Thursday. The court will
0: now stand for Justice Whitfield.
1: You stand for her. You'll stand for anything.
0: <laughs> Yesterday we heard the prosecution. I will now call the defence.
3: Thank you, my lads. <laughs> Members of the jury, just look at the man standing there in the dock. Just look at that face. Is it not the face of a man who is obviously guilty? <laughs> Objection, my lad.
0: Mr. Howard, you cannot object to your own defence.
1: Defence? You just said I'm guilty.
3: Oh, sorry about that. It's, uh, this is the first time I've ever done defence. I usually do prosecutions. In that
0: case,
1: I want to change my plea to one of guilty.
0: Why, Mr. Howard? It's
1: my only chance to get enough.
0: I'm afraid I can't allow that.
1: I object. I know my rights. I've studied law. I have a perfect right to be objectionable. <laughs>
0: Mr. Howard, you cannot change your plea. Oh, let me change my plea. I'm a poor, a poor, miserable pleader. I'm a pleader.
2: <laughs>
1: well, don't take a vote on it. I wish... I <laughs> wish to change... to change it to one of guilty but insane.
0: You are not insane.
1: I know, but my defence is...
0: Thinks, <laughs> he thinks
1: the judge is a woman. will use the famous Howard charm. We'll melt this legal iceberg. Milad. My lovely lord. My beautiful, lovely lady, what is. I love you, my lovely Millard.
0: Oh, don't be so ridiculous.
2: Oh,
1: pity, pity, Milad. I've been a fool. Forgive me, oh my lad.
0: Oh, do get up off your knees. I can't see you over the top of the witness box.
1: Oh, I beg your pardon. Oh, Milad, there's only one way out of this mess. I wish to defend myself.
0: Very well, but do get on with it.
1: <sighs> I shall now start cross-examining myself.
2: (laughs) Uh,
1: Is your name Francis Howard? Yes, it is. Of no fixed abode, BBC London. That's correct. (laughs) Did you fill your expenses? No, I did not.
0: I am a little confused. Are you? Yes, I am. When you're talking, I do not know who is the defence and who is the accused.
1: In that case, I'll use a different voice for the defence counsel, see? Thank you. Would you like to carry on? I'd love to carry on, but let's get this show over first. (laughs) Uh, Mr. Holt. Yes? Did you fiddle your expenses? I beg your pardon? I said, did you fiddle your expenses? I'm sorry. I can't understand you because you're using a bloody silly voice.
2: Just. Sir,
1: will you please answer the
3: question? What question? Did you fill your expenses? Objection. My what? learned friend here is trying to put words into the accused's mouth. <laughs> Of course I'm putting words in the accused mouth. I am the accused.
2: If
3: I
1: didn't put words in the mouth, I wouldn't be able to talk, would I? You love, I strongly object to this fuss. All right, don't get your briefs in a twist. All right. Don't talk to me like that. All right, I'm sorry, I'm sure. Well, should I talk to you like this? Who's got his briefs out of focus? <laughs> different voice. Look, who's got his briefs out of focus? You're a rogue, sir. Ah, you shaggy, <laughs> your face, silly old barrister. Barista, barista. Silence. Silence in court. Didn't you have know me said silence in court? Shh.
0: Shh. Don't you shush me.
3: Shh. <laughs> there's, a, there's a gas leak in the court, isn't there? <laughs> Talk of the court, shut up Accused, shut up Prosecutor, shut up Millard, shut up
2: Everyone, shut up Thanks
1: Oh, shut up (laughs) Hello? Francis Howard Show?
3: Will you all kindly shut up? There is a head of BBC Radio trying to get some sleep here
0: I can't stand any more of this. I'm going to drop the case on condition you never bother us again. Now, is that understood? Perfectly.
1: There's just one thing. Can I have costs? Because I've had to fly in from Rio de Janeiro.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I've
1: had eighty-two witnesses staying at the Hilton. And <laughs> oh, yes! oh,
2: all
1: right. Goodbye. Please yourselves. Bye-bye.
3: You have been listening to Frankie Howard's illustrious memoir, starring, of course, the illustrious Frankie Howard with June Whitfield, Ray Fell, Christopher Emmett, and Michael Siegel. The memoirs were written by David McKellar and David Nobbs, and the program was produced by David Hatch.